0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey,
1: before we get to the show, we just want to tell you that support for today's Cooligans is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right. Which, if you don't know, that's the the best below the waist
2: grooming, dude. Uh, Correct. (laughs) Yes, I'm very much aware. I've I've been a a Manscaped customer uh, for probably about like a, a year now. Uh, Which is good
1: because I think people who've met you and seen how young your face looks assume you don't grow hair down there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is I'm I'm here to, uh, you know, to like tell this is a really a message to the doubters. Okay, this isn't a manscaped ad. This is <laughs> no, not, no, no. Letting you know, I grow hair down there. Okay, if anybody was interested, and also stop sending me those messages for those requests. Okay, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> We're not starting a weird OnlyFans. Okay, uh, I certainly do. I'm a very hairy person. Uh, uh, and let me tell you something. I'm, I'm really happy about this because I have uh, hurt myself pretty bad in the past mm. uh, trying to get rid of the hair down there, which I wouldn't even do if it wasn't for my wife saying, yo, could you do something about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, how you,
2: that's how your wife talks. She's like, yo, look, fam, I'm going to need you to
1: kind of like trim the hedges a little bit. All right. Because it's become right. a problem. Right? When you go to the bathroom, it looks like you would be shaving a teddy bear So I need you to do something about that Long hair don't care, you should care, my G uh, But I have, I've used Like, I kept an old beard trimmer You know, mm. and that's what I was using Uh But it, it nicked me It nicked me real bad, I screamed And I didn't know what to put on it, so I put uh Rubbing alcohol on it, that was a <laughs> Horrific mistake
2: Wow uh, I, I, This <laughs> feels like uh, A kink More than anything yeah. like, what? <laughs> Everything you're doing Seems to be, uh, the be The wrong decision Okay I've never
1: I've never pleasured myself better No <laughs> It was horrific But that's what I use When I used to shave my face I used to use rubbing alcohol Or when I like when I really buzz the beard, like hair on my neck or whatever, I'll use rubbing alcohol because it really closes up your pores. So I was like, well, I'll just use this. This is my aftershave. Let's just say it was a calamity. There was a lot of screaming. <laughs> the neighbors called the cops. Yeah. There was a lot going on. But that doesn't happen anymore because now I got this manscape, which has this really cool sort of uh, guard here that stops you know, your, your skin from falling in. And it's got a light. So that's now right. you can see what's going on. Down that's there. right.
2: This is so. This is the lawnmower uh, 3.0, and it's uh, it's it, it, 3.0 it is, baby. It, okay, it, it is really great, and it uh, yeah. Usually we're not, uh, you know, on this show we don't just you know talk about uh, testicles and balls and uh, whatever else you want to. You call know, them. we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not the focus. Uh, but this that's is, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know we're dedicating time to make sure that uh, our listeners, uh, you know, dudes who want to take care of themselves down there. Ladies, or right? La- you yeah, wanna they- you
1: wanna shave your, hoo-ha, you know, <laughs> or you wanna buzz it down, okay, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, I I never knew Alexis could reach that pitch. Uh, yeah, that, yeah.
1: That was quite Only high. when I'm talking about that. <laughs> uh, so, but hey, you know it's COVID. Maybe you don't want to go to the uh, salon or where? Where do where the ladies, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. Look, this is why we need manscaped because most men have no idea what goes on down there. <laughs> they, we they got don't no know flow. how other people do it. They don't know how what what we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, but pick up, go, go to manscaped.com uh, and 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 pick up the the lawnmower, right? So if you if you use the uh, promo code Gully21, uh, you will receive twenty uh, percent off and free shipping. Uh, and I again, I highly recommend it with the lawnmower. And itself, you can use it in the shower. It has a, a yeah. Like it's Alexa- waterproof. It's waterproof. You can use it. it. Has a great LED light for like for precision. You know, because even right. if you are in a well lit room, there's certain areas that you can't really see. Okay, right. That, that Unless
1: you got weird lights on the floor of your <laughs> bathroom, <laughs> and, it, and then you a freak, and you need this joint. You know what I mean? Okay, you need but to be clean down there. You're quite, you're quite
2: prepared. Uh, I- uh, uh But no, it is. uh It's a great product. Uh, Manscaped also has a, a bunch of different. uh You know, pack. you can get like a, a care package that has like.
1: You Underwear, T-shirts. You can get uh ball. What is this? A uh, ball deodorant? Deodorant. Okay. Did you know that, you ladies, can- buy this for your man's? Is you know? <laughs> okay. Did you know that your balls shouldn't smell? Yeah, I but, didn't know that. Don't
2: put it under in your armpits. Okay, no. it goes in a different spot. Okay. I actually
1: thought the smell was the appeal. Turns out <laughs> it is not.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the whole pheromone thing has uh, been been debunked. Okay, so yeah. ignore it. Uh, but go go to Manscaped.com uh, and and make sure to use the promo code Gun twenty one uh, for twenty percent off and free shipping. Uh, it's a it's a great great product uh, uh, and and thank you Manscaped for supporting today's show.
1: Yeah, and also hey, you know, use it on your ass. Come on. <laughs>
2: Okay, that's uh, that's how we end it. <laughs> Tonight on the Cool Games, the MLS schedule has been released. What does it mean? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for us? Also, DeAndre Yedlin de- dealing with some visa issues out in Newcastle. Uh, so we'll figure all of that out today.
1: That's right. Plus we talked to Tom Boger over at mlssoccer.com. He's an amazing writer. He's breaking all the news. He's fighting with other in the nose on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's dropping all bombs. We talk a little bit about the MLS draft players we talk a little bit about players heading over to Europe, and we try to solve whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. That and more. Today, on the Cooligans! Cooligans!
2: What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Mm, Yes. Oh. Warms my heart.
1: We back, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, just uh, you know, it's been two days since we've been on football Sports Network, and it, you know
1: what? It's too long. Where's the time gone? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco.
1: That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we
2: are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever existed on uh, internet television.
1: It's television. It's on the internet. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's on your computer. You might not have it on too many places. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, it's also probably
2: on more places than simply just television. So Absolutely,
1: nice. yo! If you're at a doctor's <laughs> office, just switch the TV to us, baby. Come on,
2: <laughs> okay? yeah, so Shut off whatever Fox News. Uh, you know your doctor has on. We don't uh, need to see all that. <laughs> we don't need fake it's news. You TV, need, then you, it's
1: all good. <laughs> <laughs> you need people that don't even propose propose we give you the news there, there's no facts in our show whatsoever
2: exactly you, they don't have to give any uh you know clearances uh you know for like Tucker Carlson to this is all opinion this is not only is this an opinion it's the wrong opinion okay?
1: <laughs> it's, it's typically a bad opinion you know
2: we kind of we you know we have a, this is the disclaimer that we do up top uh but no we're, <laughs> we're excited about today's show uh because we we're gonna be joined uh by Tom Boger uh, writer for Soccer. Com uh, to talk about uh, some of the off-season transfer news and uh, some of the other dealings that are going on in Major League Soccer. So we, uh, ho- we
1: also have another special guest. You might not even remember this. His thick-ass mustache. Oh boy! I mean, <laughs> oh, <Tom. laughs>
2: yes, yes, yes. We had a there's a there's a title card for for Tom and uh, and his mustache. It yeah. requires a separate one. <laughs> his
1: mustache has a separate IMDb uh,
2: account. <laughs> Why is my mustache more successful than I am? This is messed <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, I can shave you whenever
1: I want. This is disrespectful.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so Tom will be joining us in a bit. We we have to start today with uh, with the breaking news. Of uh from, from Major League Soccer, uh, which is that we're we're we know when we're when the season is going to begin. We know when it's going to end allegedly. It is all chiseled in stone. Let's get going. <laughs> Cause when
1: MLS put this out, you know the MLS players association was like, I don't remember
2: agreeing to none of this. <laughs> What's all this about? We're back together? You put right. you put you already updating your Facebook relationship status and I don't even know anything about
1: this. Wait, was I supposed to delete hinge? <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't know we was back together. I thought we were on a break or something.
2: Uh so look, uh, MLS did announce that the season will be starting uh April 3rd and 4th, uh, essentially 3rd or 4th, uh and uh, that you know, um preseason will begin uh, February 22nd. Again, you uh, keep
1: saying like it's actually going to be. This is the schedule they've put forward. Yeah. There's nothing approved. This reminds me of when I was engaged and I'm like, I, me and my wife were like, or my fiance at the time, we're like, hey, you know what? Let's just be engaged for a long time, and everyone agreed. <laughs> we all agreed, everything was fine. It was fine. And yeah. then one weekend, she goes to some wedding conference, you know, one of those <laughs> things where like, like a thousand florists and a thousand DJs, and a, yeah. you know, a wedding expo. Thank you, producer. And with with uh, her mom, and that night at dinner, we were like, well, we're going, but we got my arm around. I'm like, we're going to be engaged for a long time. <laughs> June eighteenth, <laughs> this year. <laughs> Damn, I mean, in two weeks. What? You already have my tux. What you? Are? How'd you do this? That's what MLS just did. They're like, no skirt. We picked the date, and I lost that arbitration. I want y'all to know. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. That, that I hired the wrong the lawyers. <laughs> uh,
2: but look, the, the I think the, the the when when you look at some of these key dates, I think the. The just just the the confidence of like yo th- this is when the season's starting this is when it's all happening and then all the clubs are like this is when the season's starting and then a lot of the players are like I'm so excited to be back uh, and I'm like all right well the, the and MLSPA the Twitter has is just radio silence right yeah yeah hasn't said a thing so look ho- hopefully this is su- suggests that the, the negotiation I'm, and I'm being optimistic I'm saying that hopefully that this suggests that the, the negotiations are going in a positive direction. Okay, well, let
1: me offer a counterpoint (laughs) to your optimism because what I think is this is a great negotiation tactic way to really crumble the other side's ability to have any leverage in the negotiations when they start to see the entirety of MLS Twitter be really excited for the season to start. (laughs) This is going to save our last year. What a horrible year. Yada, yada, yada. That's going to make it a little bit tough to feel like they lost. The sort of will of the people, which typically can push you forward in negotiation, if you're ever like in yeah. some type some type of arbitration. So I think it's a great tactic. You seem to think it's a signal that things are looking good. I think it's a signal that we've pulled the lever on some of the tough <laughs> uh, tough games here. Well,
2: there there was a note uh, in it as well saying that that the the MLS that MLS is still uh trying to negotiate with players and still asking for those extra 2 years in uh in the for, for in, you know in the CBA. Um so that that's it, it seems like not much has changed except the fact that we have the schedule, this uh possible schedule and well hopefully uh, it works out. The, but the the key dates that I kind of wanted to mention are really just the the confidence of saying there will be an All-Star game, there will be a League's Cup, there will be a Champions Cup. Uh so the it, it's still you know full steam ahead.
1: The plan is to get as big as we were in 2019, if not bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, and then knowing, you know, MLS Cup will be uh, December 11th and the playoffs are starting uh, November 19th. It at least instills some confidence in the the soccer fan in America that like, all right, maybe I'll be going to games at some point. You Let's know? say
1: the league is back, right, by December 11th. The league is back. The world is off to a better place. Mm-hmm. COVID is subsided and we're able to go back to games Come on, warm city teams. <laughs> For MLS Cup. Come on. Yeah, we
2: go back to you know the simpler kind of uh, the requests and pleasures uh, yes. that that we had. Before. We love you,
1: Toronto. Stay out of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are done with yes. this, with Chris Armis, Take your time. <laughs> take your time,
1: Chris <laughs> Uh
2: No, I, I'm I'm excited uh, uh, to you know if we can go to games again, and I'm watching the you know the 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 you know the the press secretary. Now I'm watching like, yo, okay, I need to know every detail. When is the vaccine going to be available in my zip code and all these other things? Because <laughs> I need to be – I'm trying to renew my MLS season tickets, okay? You know, I'm, I'm the
1: phone with the season ticket holder. Like, look, I don't know if I should renew because I haven't got my vaccine yet. What could you do for me? You know? Can you buy okay. vaccine with Tam? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just thinking about uh, all these uh, games that are happening in Europe, I'm like, man, oh, these Americans are doing so – wait a minute. Newcastle's on, but I can't seem to find DeAndre Yedlin. Oh,
2: Where yes. is he? <laughs> is he benched as usual? Oh, no. Uh, no. no. <laughs> a, a clerical <laughs> error. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different issue. No, you know what? To DeAndre Yelland's credit, he has been getting uh, more playing time. He's, uh, you know, he, he won his starting spot, uh, it seemed like, uh, over, you know, the, the last couple of weeks. And now there is news that he is, he can't, he, they, well, it wasn't really explained why he wasn't available. And then they, uh, then the well, coach no, Steve Bruce said. Uh, there was a visa issue.
1: Keith Downey uh, on the 23rd, which was three days ago, uh, broke the news. Understand, DeAndre Yedlin. This was a tweet from at Sky Sports underscore Keith, uh, who is a uh, works for Sky Sports in the Northeast, uh, where uh, Newcastle is. Understand, DeAndre Yedlin's recent work permit hasn't arrived, and his previous one expired. That's why the American wasn't involved tonight. This was the last match. Uh, Steve Bruce confirmed the player had a visa issue after tonight's match. How? <laughs> how <laughs> so, yeah that's so, someone's job
2: <laughs> yeah i mean obviously this shouldn't happen right but so because he doesn't have a work permit uh it's not simply that he cannot play he can't train he can't work in the country uh so they're very serious uh issues and, and to the to the point where uh if it if it's a, a severe issue where like they didn't file to renew he can't even stay in the country. Right. So that's a it's a very common uh, like immigration uh, and, and, and serious issue uh, that a, a Premier League team shouldn't really be facing with a guy that they're paying, uh, you know, a couple mil mil a season. OK, Yeah,
1: I would I would honestly say this is sabotage. OK. <laughs> and I think it's whoever spot he took was slipped a little bit of money to the clerk who handles this Ooh, some and was quid, like yeah some
2: quid alexis as they yeah,
1: say sorry my, <laughs> ba- my bad some pence if you will you know we handed to him what? no anyway. please god no All uh, right. We're done with him. Get this dude off me. Uh, (laughs) He's asking for mother. Uh, You slipped him a little bit of money and was like, yo, let's just say that that work visa never shows up. I don't know. It would be a real shame. I get my spot back. You get to keep this money, maybe double it, you know?
2: Well, (laughs) um, a couple things happened recently, right, where obviously he wasn't playing uh, much. He has six months left to his contract. It, he's probably not coming back to Newcastle. Yeah, there's, like, but-
1: open rumors. Like, I think he was even on the internet talking about how to get his uh, – he has a Hellcat. Yeah, I think he has the only Hellcat in the U.K., if I'm not mistaken. He's trying to figure out how to get that back to the U.S., which is, like – your favorite car? <laughs> your yeah. What a sign! That's like walking past your wife, going like, "Yeah, I just need a one bedroom." You know, <laughs> like, like, think, you might be announcing something without trying.
2: But the fact that just a couple days ago he was on uh, uh, on CBS Sports and he also uh, was talking about being frustrated with l- like lack of playing time, so that it, all this coming out at once does feel a little bit like uh, they're like making an example out of him because if A player that's at the end of their contract is already looking to go on to another team. There are rumors that he's going to come back to MLS. He maybe could he can go to another Premier League team. Maybe he can go. There's to, rumors to of Turkey. Yeah. Also, all of these things. But when you're in this situation, if he can't play in these last six months, it's you're you're not in a great position to negotiate because you can't be like, yo, I'm flexing out here. Look how look how great I'm playing. Newcastle doesn't get me. But right. maybe, you know, uh, if I could find just the, the right club, <laughs> you know, it could really just unlock something beautiful between we us. We need two. to
1: we need to invent a hinge for soccer players <laughs> and clubs to swipe right on each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> OK, it can't just be the, the agents being like the intermediaries. Why there. they
1: get all the fun? You know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll only take five (laughs) percent
2: of your love. uh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As long as it works out, you know, we don't want to be there when it doesn't. But I think if if anything, this is even if it's a sign that you know, it's just a sign that yo, you're not with the right club. If they can't even figure out your work visa correctly, yeah, move on, move on, go to a club that at the very least you know, follows up on an email, you know?
2: <laughs> it does seem like a, you know, a, a pretty simple issue. Uh, so, I don't know. I hope uh, DeAndre Yedlin uh, is still a, a good player. It's just like when you watch him in, the, in a play for Newcastle, he is... A, there's something about him not fitting with the team as well as, I as you know, I haven't really seen he, – obviously, he was better in the championship. Uh, he played a lot more. Uh, but in the Premier League uh, with Newcastle, he's just, like, not – he can't really connect passes too well. Like, there's just – I mean, also, the team is bad. Let's not be crazy. That's uh, the so, biggest
1: issue is the team yeah. is bad. I mean, right now, people are saying Miguel Amirong isn't that great of a player. It's like, no, if you're playing for a Steve Bruce team, you're not going to be – you're not going to look good unless you're someone like Andy Carroll – Who's just like send it, send it to the old forehead? You know what I mean.
2: <laughs> they did lose. Look, uh, as we we're recording, they, they did lose today uh, against Leeds, uh, and and it was great because Miguel Midong scored and Jack Harrison scored uh, yeah. uh, in that game. But it's, it's Newcastle, right? They, they're gonna they're gonna be Newcastle uh, per per usual. So uh, I want to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Uh, they have a friendly coming up against Trinidad and Tobago, uh, and uh, we we know the roster. We know who's gonna be there. It's uh, Going back all- to the
1: scene of the crime. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there has been a lot of interesting things, I, I think, in this match against Trinidad because a lot of People are remembering what happened in in Cuba, and uh, uh, you know, and in the U.S. In
0: where
1: in Cuba? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and what happened? they missing out on the the World Cup in in twenty eighteen. But the uh, like they they you know people are remembering like when uh, you know. Who they were mad at right the, the josie out the the michael bradley's um, and the and you know there was a, a a tweet uh that that was uh going around again from uh from donald wine who's uh a uh you know from Amer- american outlaws. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the uh, head of the chapters there. And he uh he had mentioned how Josie was the only one who uh was that came up to the crowd and apologized for for missing out uh for, for the result I and mean, just missing out on the World Cup. But uh so that's just that's a whole other thing. But I did want to talk a little bit about the roster uh itself, all domestic players uh this time around. Uh it looks but- like a
1: it looks like a fun squad. I want to see some of these guys get a chance to play for the national team. In particular, I'm looking at George Bellow, who, if you remember, started with so much Uh, hype over in Atlanta. It seems like he kind of took a bit of a step back.
2: Well, I mean, Uh, Atlanta United took a step back.
1: Well, I mean, and that's the point I was making was, you know, yeah, I mean, it might not be his fault, you know. (laughs) Is Steve Bruce managing Atlanta United? (laughs) Uh, Sam Vines, who I don't really, uh, you know, off the top of my head, don't really remember too much. Sam Vines uh,
2: is... uh, For Colorado. Colorado, okay. The Pids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: But, you know, we do have some. There's 10 caps. So you got Sebastian Lecce in there. You've got uh, Josie Altador, who's back, Paul Ariella, uh, Jonathan Lewis, I'm excited to see get a chance, Cash Money Mueller, Mm Daryl Dikey, Daryl D. Melodique <laughs> is gonna be out there. <laughs> yeah, with so the it's just great
2: to have Dominican representation uh, in, uh-huh. in Major League Soccer. I really love no to one see
1: Google, it. no one even ask him. <laughs> just take it, yo. Dykman is here, baby. Let's go. But no,
2: I, I'm excited. Uh, the goalkeepers, Matt Turner, friend of the show, uh, will, yeah. will most likely be the number one here. Uh, Matt Freeze uh, from uh, for the Philadelphia Union uh, getting uh, an opportunity, but but Matt Turner, I I, I it's looking like it's a real possibility that he will be uh the number one I don't know I, it's he he's he, after the his playoff run and, and and the regular season in 2020 there's a lot of uh there's like there's a case to be made that matt Turner might you know could be or should be the the number one goalkeeper for the men's national
1: team well if this wasn't a January camp and this was a full camp the competition between him and Zach Stefan would be wild because I, I think Matt so. Turner matt Turner is an incredible goalkeeper not free of 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 mistakes, you know. He does make his fair share of, you know. He does, he's a little bit of an aggressive uh, goalkeeper. He's admitted it himself. Uh, but you've got Zach Steffen, who just maybe he isn't getting as much play time. So between the two of them, I mean, it is kind of a toss up. If you say you want to go with Matt Turner because he starts more, I can't really argue against yeah, that. I'm it's, like,
2: it's, I... it's two good choices, uh, you know. And also, you know, Sean Johnson is in there as well. Uh, and I could see an argument there, uh, you know, being made. You know, he it was the leading. Uh, uh, he had the most saves in, in MLS, whether, we, yeah. you know, we spoke to him about it. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, he did make the saves. Uh, and he so, does
1: have the voice of a villain. So, you know, <laughs> put
2: fear in the opponents. <laughs> you know, strikers usually don't have as deep a voice voice as defenders. You know how it is. Uh, yeah.
1: so, <laughs> he can scare, put, put some fear in it. Uh, we, right. we got we uh, got Tom Boger when we get back right after this. Yes everybody thank you so much for listening to the podcast we just want to break up with the word from one of our sponsors us and
2: you that's right gully squad uh i mean gully squad i mean the last during quarantine how huh? gully squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being okay? <laughs> yes
1: if it wasn't for them <laughs> i wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time <laughs> and also i would not know what an apple crisp is
2: <laughs> okay yeah we are there's, there's so much uh communication and, and and sharing of food, uh, what you know, it's it's you know that, that I don't really dwell in that channel too much. No, you're not allowed to. Your girl <laughs> can see
1: it on your face that you're looking at food. She goes through my
2: phone not to look for like g- texts from other girls. She's looking at yeah. She's at, like, booty pick, booty pick, <laughs> booty pick, sandwich. Dan, what is this? <laughs> How dare you're you betray who, me like this? She's messaging me home wrecker. <laughs> Uh, but no uh, Gully Squad is obviously the you know essentially it, the the Kooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer fans of comedy fans of food fans uh, of pizza uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself so there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there we have an amazing uh, uh, slack channel that may or may not exist who knows hey, and- even we just talked about it exactly but you know it's vague it's very vague uh, uh, so you can join at, at, at any level you can join uh, you can give uh, like five bucks ten bucks you can give more If you give more there's more perks involved like uh, you know merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that so uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer uh, if you're a fan of comedy we highly recommend you joining uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things you know in 2021 when we could finally try We can be be able to go do live shows
1: and do live events and do a lot of other things like that. So, uh, plus you get some really exclusive stuff. Like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining. Stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist. But trust me, that's a dope part of it. Very much so. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the Join Gully Squad button now. Hi, baby, and we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And finally, our guest is here, Christian.
2: Let's go. Yes, this is uh, this is a, a dude uh, who's been working at uh, MLS for a while uh, and on MLS soccer dot com uh-huh. who uh, I played soccer with at, uh, at Street FC. OK, the Duke can Ball. OK, uh, so I've, I've already you would you know... not
1: expected seeing him. He looks like <laughs> he looks like he's he's really hoping to land a role of the detective. You know,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, OK, Tom Selleck got game. All right.
1: <laughs> I, you didn't know his middle name was Bo. But he's here. Uh, this dude, I mean, when, when he started getting a bit more of a, uh, a leading writing role, let's say, uh, for MLSsoccer.com, we were like, yo, we know this dude is going to be great. But we had no idea. He had just been collecting sources and, I guess, getting, you know, uh, photos of, of owners and, and GMs in uh, in compromising positions to hold over the head because he has been breaking news left and right. Dude, we got a and- deep throw on the show? What's going on? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, MLS gate uh, is going to get broken open because of this dude. Uh, absolutely amazing. He's fighting Fabrizio Romano on the internet. <laughs> put your hands together. Let's try for the one the only Tom Bogan, everybody.
0: Hey! Tom, what's up? What's going on, fellas? That's too kind. A couple notes quick right off the bat. Uh, Tom Sog, no, pick up Sasha Kleschen. That That's what I like to go for. <laughs> that's my Tom oh, votes. Yeah both by mentality and, and by looks, uh, so that's what I go for. And, and and it's not compromising pictures. It's the fact that I look like such a clown with a mustache that people put let their guards down around me because they're like, oh, this guy's just a clown, so I'll tell him whatever. Who cares? Buddy, yeah, it's worked
1: for me forever. <laughs> she said yes, she said I do. <laughs> look, I, I'm, I, I'm
2: not at the level where I can... Uh, when If I try to grow a mustache, people... I, I've said this all the time. People think like I am... Either I have some sort of condition or I'm trying too hard. I'm like, am I, am I trying to impress somebody at prom? When Christian Uh,
1: grows a mustache, it looks like three kids in a trench coat trying to get into a movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious. How long have you, uh, to my knowledge, as far as I've, as long as I've known, you've kind of had a mustache or is it a quarantine thing?
0: It's been on and off. That's the thing. So, uh, at first, I, you could say, oh, it was just a quarantine thing. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this for these couple weeks. It's funny. It's ironic. But like, it's slow, it's more slowly, the realization has come that it's not a bit anymore, I guess. Like, I, <laughs> I need to start just accepting the fact that this is part of me rather than, oh, I'm just doing it for a couple months because you can always lay out an excuse like, oh, it was just for quarantine. Oh, it was just, why not? Oh, it was just, I thought it'd be funny. And I'm like, no, this is. So I got, is, this is who I am now. It doesn't, normally
1: mustaches sometimes will come in and look creepy. Yours doesn't look creepy at all. It fits your face, man. You look like you've lived <laughs> in Chicago for 55 years. You're a huge fan of the Bears. You know? That That's was
0: the enough. weird part. It looked normal. And, like, I remember looking in the mirror one day when I thought that it was just funny and, like, my friends were laughing about it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this, this actually looks halfway normal. Like, am I a mustache guy now? And yeah. then, I'm a mustache guy now.
1: It's like you put on glasses as a joke, but it fits your face perfectly. You're like, I guess I got to
0: be this person now. Oh, I got to do math and, and say smart things. Ugh.
1: Yeah, just think. God, you don't look good in a fedora, because that would be a cross (laughs) too heavy to bear.
2: (laughs) Maybe that'll be next. You're from,
0: uh, you're a Jersey guy, right? Yeah, man, down the beach. I'm from Wall, the Belmar, Asbury area. I rep that really heavy, as you guys always see me in uh, Asbury Park FC gear, and and me and and, and, uh, Alexis going back and forth on Twitter about Jersey things. And that's why I'm
1: afraid to ask, because I think I know the answer, but is it pork roll, or is it Taylor (laughs) ham?
0: You do know the answer, and I know that the way that you teed that up is you knew that I was going to say pork roll, and you're going to try to yell at me. But New Jersey Secretary of Defense, the United States Secretary of Defense, Brunswick native Tim Howard is on the record in an interview with me saying it's pork roll, so I'm just putting it out there.
1: It just hurts that you and... Tim Howard have fallen as heroes <laughs> today.
2: What a shame. What a shame. Uh, so, all right. So, look, now that we've gotten, uh, you know, the, the that's the, the New Jersey formalities no, All right, out thanks the for way. having me,
0: guys. I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. No, we cut
2: your
1: mic about two minutes ago. <laughs>
2: uh, obviously, you you write for uh, a couple hours, but obviously, MLSsoccer.com is, is the one uh, that, especially the during the offseason, uh, I'm sure there's a, a lot going on. And it, it's been... I, I, before we talk about the specifics of transfers, I want to talk about uh, stepping into this role of, like, the guy who knows or gets sources or figures out. You know, we have the, the Adam Schefters. We have the, the, the of, of, of you know, in other sports, right? Be, becoming uh, Stepping into this role, what, what does it take to, to be good at this, to be able to figure out what, and get information that everybody wants?
0: Um, A lot of annoying, a a lot of running through (laughs) nodes, a lot of, you know, building trust and and obviously doing these interviews, taking the time, saying, you know, clearly showing that you're prepared and and that, you know, you care and and that you, one, won't, you know, run just anything that anybody says. So people know that, okay, like he's not just going to spin it some way or, or whatever, but you just look, you just keep asking questions. You keep building trust. You you try to find the really tight rope of doing your job, but not being annoying to the point where, like. Your people just start blocking it and losing your number, which, you know, it'll happen a couple of times here and there. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of tightrope walking. It's a lot of, like, knocking on the door, like John the John Mulaney joke. Like, the way I knock is I say I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm sorry for reaching out. I'm sorry for annoying you, but I think I have to. Like, all right, fair enough. And, and then you just kind of, you know, knock that down one by one.
1: How'd you get the job? Did you just like walk into Don Garber's office and be like, "You had quinoa for breakfast," and he's like, "God, he knows everything."
0: <laughs> Actually, like I, I was doing the freelance grind. That's where a lot of the places, like in my Twitter bio, from just grinding and, and pitching places. And I finally got the editor in chiefs, uh, email from MLSSaga.com. Um, who's no longer there at the site, unfortunately, but he's the dude who gave me the chance. I, I I can't say thanks enough to him, but I emailed him. I was like, Hey, Simon, like these, I had a couple of these ideas and here are a couple writing samples. Um, let me know what you think. And, and let me know, uh, he, he answers the next day and goes, Hey Tom, you know, thanks for the email. I really appreciate it. No, we don't want any of those ideas. Uh, thank you though. But, uh, well, actually, like we, we like a couple of your a couple of your clips, like do you want to come in and, and maybe talk about something? So it went from, yeah, your ideas suck, but maybe we could work with something <laughs> here and, and again, Simon Borg brought me in and, and I owe him everything.
1: Yeah, they break you down to build you back up, huh? (laughs) You would be nothing without me, you know? Break them like a horse, you know?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, but shout to Simon Bork, who also we've met, and has just been uh, really supportive of what we've done as well. Well also
1: gave me an opportunity to write for the website, and they were like, this was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The spelling is what we have a problem with. Do the punctuation (laughs) buttons on your keyboard just not work?
0: (laughs) You (laughs) tried (laughs) to write this in emojis? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Did so, you do this in talk to text?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: the uh, are there any um uh the, what what has this off season uh been like for you as far as like I mean, we know uh, uh Brian Reynolds has been uh one of the uh, the, the big names uh rumored to be to be going over uh to Europe. But are there any um
1: Jordan uh, Morris seems Jordan to Moore, be Put you on a map in Europe.
2: (laughs) Like, are there any uh, particular moments this offseason that have uh, stood out for you or been uh, uh, more unexpected or at least a little bit surprising?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts and ends with Brian Reynolds like – i've been i was obviously chasing that one for months and and when i first heard of uh juventus being interested that was the first team to kind of make the news and this was like around thanksgiving and like i was talking to people i was like this can't be true right or like they interest but they're not trying to buy them right now like they're tracking them or whatever <laughs> like it was like i don't know like we don't know how serious they are we don't, we don't really believe it either and then all of a sudden bang it's like juventus roma bruise AC milan inter milan insert all these teams here and oh by the way because of England's um, work permit issues and the hurdles there, that's probably the biggest reason why there were no like English clubs seriously interested in the race, because it would have been probably impossible to get him a work permit or, or I don't know, the, the minutiae that goes on there. But it was just insane to me. This kid, he had one MLS start before Reggie Cannon got sold to Boba Vista. One. And he made a 14 this year. And it went from, oh, this guy's a rising town. He's pretty good to, oh my God, everybody wants the, you know, Alfonso Davies came from MLS. I don't want to make a comparison and be lazy, but everybody wants the next Alfonso Davies. And it went from, oh, this kid's got some potential. He looks pretty good to, oh my God, we need him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's amazing to me that everyone just all of a sudden jumped, and we were like, yeah, yeah, we knew this all along. Who is he again? What <laughs> teams he played for? It seemed out of nowhere. Is it is it people rushing to hopefully get a good deal, or is there something that we as casual fans just don't haven't seen that he's like? Is it like a comb a combine thing where he hit a certain number? Like, what is it that is attracting so many teams to this player?
0: No, it's a little bit of both. Um, your point to there about like the combine numbers or whatever, like the, their internal. Um, you know physical me- metrics and however uh, it's defined by clubs they um, they have identified him as like a really special like athletic talent on top of you know his quality and and the idea is that there's just a ton of potential that to grow he's just 63 and and he can really play a good cross on top of you know his his, his you know athletic abilities and he's learning the position he only uh, switched there from a winger for, i don't know about a year year and a half <laughs> ago and and he leaned on Reggie Cannon a lot and then they were like okay like Cannon's gone now now you're our right back and now all of a sudden, all these clubs, and I, f- I started to hit back at, like, is up like uh, as i reported it's uh, gonna be around eight and a half million up front to roma with incentives for 11 million and I, at first i was hitting back on the notion of like is that actually like a cheap deal like that's really yeah, yeah. good money for dallas and it's not like they're getting them for two or three million um but the idea is if he goes like look at alfonso davies like that's gonna be up to i forget what the, the final number would be something like 20 ish million that's gonna be a bargain it's already a bargain if byron had to sell him tomorrow he'd be oh, i don't know 75 million dollars yeah. so the fact that the rising prices is is if if um, Reynolds gets to Roma and hits the ground running, or even shows like Sparkles, then you know 11 million is going to be the absolute floor for him, and, and it's just going to be a rise from there. Uh,
2: we were talking about uh, Brian Reynolds. Uh, I, I mean, you had made a point uh, earlier about uh, about England and and uh, you know and Brexit and uh, how it's affecting uh, players being able to, uh, to 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 play in that country, and it is an interesting thing, right? Like you know we were talking about. Uh, you know, we saw Western, like Western McKinney is a great example. It seems like you know uh, the, 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 there was a possibility of going to to England, uh, and but it, it seems like it, it would be a, almost a difficult uh, sort of landscape now for an American player uh, to go play. It seems like now, uh, ever since the, the the dominoes are falling for for Concacaf players or MLS players, right after Alfonso Davies uh, has that a, a, a great showing. Now it seems like Serie A looks like a real place where American players can actually go and 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 thrive. And Weston McKinney has kind of pretty much planted that flag, and saying now, and it's and look the example of you know going back to FC Dallas uh the academy and 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 that system so what what does it look like as far as uh you know how is how is Brexit really affecting like uh, uh the possibility of more MLS players going uh to to other countries besides England
0: so with Italy and again just yet another facet of why this Brian Reynolds deal is is, is so crazy and and so interesting and so surprising is that Italian clubs only get to sign 2 non-European Union players per season and Rome is using one of their 2 spots on Reynolds and and part of the reason why the whole Juventus deal was so complicated the it would have had to be technically bought by Benevento first because they had the open spot and then Juve would have given them the money to to give to Dallas and then Mm. they would have bought him from Benevento in the summer when he wouldn't have counted as a non-EU player because he was in Italy first and the way around that rule is another club has to buy him and then you buy him from that club or whatever. It's, you know, just... Standard uh, do business in Italy and stuff as as there's been there's been some uh, plenty of, of scandal over there. Syria with with rules and and you can you can bend them around a little bit. But, that kind of uh,
1: reminds me of that. What was it? My Blue Heaven, where he was like, I'd like two. I like a double scotch, and the lady on the the flight attendant's like, Well, you're only allowed to buy one. He goes, Okay, well then I'll take two scotches, and you could put one on his table. <laughs> That's how that's how Juventus is like, "Oh no 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 no." Uh this office happens to be Benevento's headquarters. So come on in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's wild that if the rules are that easy to get around, what what it used to be before they tried to, you know, string it up and make it more difficult for these teams to do it. They used to buy the non-EU spots from like a Serie B team and say, "Hey, Crotone, you're you're not buying anybody from South America. Let us buy one of your spots." And then they go, "Here you go." <laughs> so but yeah. anyway like in, who in, knew
1: syria in, had tam yeah he trading international roster spots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i can't wait for the draft <laughs> yeah that juventus would have drafted him from beneventa um but uh in, in england it's it's changing at least the, the, the biggest news with brexit is this it makes it more difficult for eu players to get it into england so it wasn't easy at first for, mm-hmm. um, other players around the globe, you know, obviously particularly Americans in his talk, but it was, it was a little bit like that with South American, uh, players and, you know, they're still finalizing rules or they're still being interpreted. But as far as I understand it, I think that Brexit is going to make it slightly easier for some of these players, and, and particularly South America more so than North America, because there, there's ways to get work permit applications with like rising talent, exciting talent, and, and why they should get a work permit because they would improve the quality of the league or, or the, you know, whatever. Um, so when it comes to Americans and, and obviously Canadians and, and, and Mexicans, it's about being a current international and as long as you're you know, Paul Ariel and Jordan Morris have have no problem getting a work permit because they're regulars for the US national team. They they played in I forget the exact formula. I think it's 75%, right? Is that right? Oof. I didn't even know it was that high, but but regardless, those two those two dudes qualify for that even with Ariel's recent injury and and, Mm. you know a couple of these European based uh camps where they were just using European players. But yeah, so it's it's fine as long as you're a national team player, and you know the, the athletic did some uh, fascinating reporting on the way that Norwich got Sebastian Soto a work permit because they they finessed some they, they finessed that formula, and Sebastian Soto was included in a domestic based uh, U.S. national team camp. So it was weird to see just only MLS players or youth players from like European clubs, and then Sebastian Soto, who's starting in the second division in the Netherlands on loan, and they got him to get to the United States camp. And because he played in that specific friendly, he qualified for an automatic work permit. And now he's back at Norch because they recalled him from his loan because he got the work permit. And like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, they, but there past- must be
2: the, the 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 coach from the loan team is calling yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. from the parent team, and it's like, all right, give him six minutes in this game. Yeah, it's every one of these,
1: it's uh, the plot of Ocean's fourteen.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> in a boardroom, and if, if I'm the on loan coach, I might have missed that call. that's so the Soto <laughs> was like their best player; he was scoring at will. like, hey, what do you mean you, we have to lose him because he's going to go to the national team? And if he plays, then we lose him for good, what the hell,
1: man? Yeah. <laughs> How much money are you going to give me on the? I actually got an idea to solve this whole (laughs) issue, right? Like, if you look at what Irish, a lot of my friends uh, that I made in Ireland have all told me, like, there's, like, an underground system where, like, you get 20K if you can help... Like an American gets 20K if you marry an Irish person so that they can get in the country. Why don't we get a bunch of old English grandmas to adopt American players, right? Now all of a sudden you get a dual citizen. What are you talking about? my grandmother from Stoke. You
0: You couldn't be giving these ideas away for free. You got to be pitching people. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You just broke the code
1: dude oh, come on God. we can make a bunch of money come on we'll call it the bogart <laughs> system just to get the the heat off of me
0: yeah yeah so i i'm up front you're the one who's making the money and then i'm the one who's getting uh, calls from the police yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> so i'm wondering also from from your perspective does it make your job uh a little bit easier do you get more responses from from people when you're talking to either uh agents or teams uh, because so many Americans are doing well uh, in, in Europe, I, I mean, w- watching Western McKinney week after week, uh, especially do so well in Syria, I, it feel, does, does it feel like – because th- this this must be an issue um, with anybody who works in MLS where they, people – you know people look down on the league in general uh, around the world and they have to deal with that kind of like um, dismissal or disrespect but I feel like your your inbox is getting a bit a few more responses nowadays <laughs> it's
1: probably the whatsapp you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and, it, and it's you can see it empirically like the fact that the Philadelphia Union were able to sell Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie for uh, you know a combined 13 million ish up front with incentives that's going to take that number much higher like and partly Depending on you know the sell-on clauses, they might trade up double that number. The fact that they did that, they hadn't sold a single Academy product abroad yet. I think that they only had one transfer fee received in the history of the Philadelphia Union. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, like, here's a track record. You've seen what some of the Dallas kids have done. You've seen, you know, McKenney. And you, you, if you think you can come in here and, and buy Mark McKenzie for two million dollars because we haven't proved it, or, or you know you're dubious of the American you know system and, and the talent we produce, no, no, no. Look at those guys. We're not selling for anything less than X. And, and even during a pandemic, they were able to get such a great deal and such great deals rather, and, and just. That just shows how it's like empirically you can see how the perceptions are changing and teams that are smart enough are going, OK, this is still an undertapped market. This is still something where right, we, can, we maybe we can't steal somebody for half a million dollars or a million dollars. But even at six, seven million dollars, Mark McKenzie is, is going to be absolutely worth it. And we're going to make more money down the line.
2: Yeah. Wow. And uh, I mean, both those guys got their uh, debuts over the weekend as well. Yeah. Uh and 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 look pretty good doing it.
1: When you look at sort of the last few transfers that has happened, it seems like all these young players are getting all these big opportunities in big clubs. And a previous young player who got a big opportunity in a big club and didn't take it and stayed with MLS, uh Jordan Morris, now probably at the peak of his career, right? Had an amazing year last year. Uh he's taken the chance to go on loan to a second division club. And I think it took a lot of people by surprise. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jordan Morris moving to Swansea? Why was this Why was this the, the, the place he went? Why was this the move? And how do you think it's going to work out? Is this just a chance to maybe dip his toe in Europe and he does plan to come back after the six months? Or do you see something bigger after this?
0: So, yeah, I was pretty surprised at that too. You know, I, There had been a lot of talk this over the past, I don't know, six months about maybe Jordan Morris should go to Europe, maybe he should go to Europe. And I figured that it, it, it wasn't going to happen unless it was going to be yeah, a mid-table Bundesliga team or, like, a Europa League-caliber French team or, you know, insert anything like that, like, when the rumors, like, I, I I broke a report where Preston North end uh, near the bottom of the championship table uh called Seattle and just said, Hey, how much would it cost for Jordan Morris? And they were like, not anywhere near your budget. They're like, okay, thank you. And I was like, I thought that that was a stupid phone call. Cause why, what does he have to prove in the championship right now? Yeah. Um, so my first take on, on, I guess the Swansea stuff, I was like, it's a little weird. Like why, like, why would he do that? But you know, the more I think about it, it, it makes more sense. Um Swansea are, I think uh, before the weekend, at least they were second in the championship. So, um, a lot can change, but if they were to hold that, they'd get promoted to the premier league. Um, and I think my understanding of it is that that purchase option doesn't get picked up unless that they're promoted. Um, and the other side of that is even if they're not, and he does well, I, I think that a promoted club or, a, you know, a, a relegation, uh, threatened premier league team would pull the trigger on it rather than him just coming back after six months. But I think that part is good because if he goes over and and it's kind of like a six-month show-me deal where if he does well in the championship and he's going to get uh, picked up by, you know, a top division club somewhere. So, you know, I've talked myself into it more and more, and, and they play 3-5-2 uh, from what I've been told. I'm not going to sit here and lie that I've been watching a ton of Swansea uh, Swansea action this year. Um, and so he'd kind of fit in, in like a second forward type of role, so I think it'd be, it'll be interesting to see him in a new role. Um, and Paul Ariola has been reported with them, and, and I was able to confirm that uh, Doug McIntyre of, of Yahoo uh, broke that. Um, and they are in talks with, with DC United about uh, potentially grabbing Paul Areola in addition to Jordan Morris, which would be a lot of fun because this would you know, make a team I think that some Americans would be paying a lot of attention to just because yeah. they grabbed a couple uh, national teams, a couple of MLS guys. And, and the interesting wrinkle on that one is that um, DC United co-owner Jason Levien is also the co-owner of Swansea City, so maybe that should help you know a deal get through some way. Where people have been joking, you know, who, who does he negotiate by himself, or how does that one work? But,
2: <laughs> Just but moved, yeah, move I, money I think think from one pocket thing. to the other. <laughs> yeah. you
0: know, I would easy. like
1: to buy my own pair of shoes <laughs> from myself. Uh, now that you know what I
2: did like about that. Well, the one thing I didn't like, I, I watched uh, Swansea uh, uh, FA Cup this weekend, and I'm like, damn Cramming you, information. damn you for making me watch. <laughs> in the championship for the championship team, um, but the the announcement of Jordan Morris, the, it was a, a cool thing because the, the, there's something happening now where we're seeing uh, you know MLS players go uh, to to European clubs and. The fans in you know under this, the announcement of the tweet, they're like, Oh, yeah, I've heard about this guy. Or, like, or Sounders fans are like, Yo, you guys are gonna love him, and all this. And everybody's like, What is all this positivity coming out of me? Let's uh, not England jump the Wales, gun though, let's
1: not go crazy. Because remember when Breck Shea got purchased by Stoke, all the Stoke fans were chanting, USA, USA. <laughs> And where did that go? You know, let's not all jump the gun just yet,
2: okay? But I, look, I I I think Jordan Mars is going to do well uh, there for sure. I I, I don't um, imagine like when you when you look at like, you mentioned like uh, you know that he could have he maybe the, the possibility of going to Bundesliga. And when you think of the, the 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 forwards, the 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 American forwards that are there, Josh Sargent, Matthew Matthew Hoppy, you you're like well, he's better than them. Right, so I can imagine uh, 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 him in the championship should be able to uh, to thrive a little bit. And also, Swansea are pretty good. That I mean, that's that's obvious.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that he's going to do well. And obviously, it's, it is weird to be optimistic and positive. I don't it feels you know, weird. Like it's what, a new what, what day. Is this feeling? It's yeah. a new
2: day. Okay, yeah. this uh, American. Everybody, Americans are hot right now. Okay, <laughs> I know. We're, I know we're you know we're dealing with insurrections and all this other stuff. Post election. Post-selection, uh, there's a new feeling. The <laughs> you know? soccer players, uh, the soccer ring is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think there is a, a fair um, uh, reason to be optimistic, especially, I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the the and not even just from a quality perspective, but from a business perspective, Christian Pulisic going to Chelsea and being sold for so much money. And and this is how uh, we're, we're at the point where teams don't want to be... Uh, left out, you know. It's the gold yeah. rush, I know. And, and there seems to be some of these great deals if we just uh, go in and uh, you know and steal the land, right? And
1: fans are upset. They're like, "Oh, you're they're only being bought for marketing." Well, come get these marketing pieces, baby.
0: Yeah, that, that was my favorite argument about Pulisic. It was like, "Yeah, Chelsea are, are just buying a player for this much money from marketing. How many jerseys would they need to sell for that to, to turn out as a profit?" Yeah, like, yeah, are you kidding break me? You know how much he's making it as a contract on top of the transfer fee? Do you how many jerseys would they need to make let alone sell
1: yeah
2: exactly and speaking of Chelsea because we we spoke about this uh earlier but obviously Lampard being uh being sacked uh what do you think the future for Christian Pulisic is at Chelsea I know Thomas Tuchel is going to be in there uh uh, already some familiarity uh but how do you think this affects his game
0: positive hopefully because they they work together at Dortmund so that's always a good sign Hopefully he'll just play him in his best position at left wing and just actually let him play. And, 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 you know, if, if the teams, uh, like they were a little gummed up when it came to the attack, it was like frustrating to watch. It was all stop start. Nothing was like really clicking. Yeah. Kai Havertz wasn't doing well. Frank Lampard's young prince, Mason Mount, was doing well. I think he's the biggest loser, unfortunately, in all of this. Um, <laughs> just losing Lampard and, and, and the belief that came from there, but. I don't know, I I, I just, it has to be positive you know, Pulisic is passing the eye test, he was doing this stuff in moments but it's just kind of like for the rest of the Chelsea squad, it really just wasn't coming off under Lampard and and selfishly my first thought because we all you know read things and think about how would this affect me as as a Liverpool fan it makes me scared for what happens if one day as we all hope that Steven Gerrard comes and takes over uh, and succeeds Jurgen Klopp whenever Jurgen Klopp decides to leave if this happens to him could you imagine if if you know your club legend came back to your club as as a hero to manage and then yeah, he, he didn't do so well for the, for the last two months. Like, get him the hell out of here. Like, oh, like, that'd it's be tough. so tough to, to kind of digest. Well,
2: look, as an Everton fan, I really think Steven <laughs> Gerrard is going to slip up uh, as manager of
1: Liverpool. <laughs> Come on, you you know,
0: you're better than that. That's <laughs> a low-hanging fruit. You're better than that. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, we are not better than that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is?
0: <laughs>
1: Lower your expectations.
2: All right, we did it again. Thank you so much, Tom Boger for, of MLSsoccer.com of Extra Time uh, as well. Thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us. Uh, Tom, is there anything you want to let people know about before
1: we let you go?
0: Yeah, thanks again for having me. And again, congratulations to you guys on booking your least interesting guest. It, it's a real <laughs> honor and it's a real privilege. That's not
1: true. We've had Andrew Weeby on the show.
0: <laughs> as long as you don't go any lower than me so I can still hold on to this. Like, I like having you the most or least in something. You got, it's, it's less fun than being in the middle. But yeah, just on Twitter at Tom Bogart, all that good stuff
2: okay yeah make sure you check out his work uh on uh yeah like i mentioned that yeah he always makes regular appearances on extra time uh as well uh so everybody thank you so much uh for joining us make sure you follow at soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms uh follow at Football sports as well and subscribe to the Football sports youtube channel for full episodes of the program all right tom tommy uh thomas uh let us end the show the way we normally do i i your your legal name might just be tom i'm sorry i Thomas, I, you have okay. it right. All right. cool. Your intuition uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, let us end the, sh- the show the way we normally do. So, for Tom Boger my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis
1: Guerreros. And
2: together, what are we? We're cool The hey! cool
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> Timing on point.